It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 590, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday. Welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, exercise and exercise physiology, and lots more. You send me the questions and I answer them for you. As I always say, I want this to be a space where you can learn about the truth. There's so much conflicting information out there And I wanna be able to give you information that's as accurate as possible. And if you're wondering, well, what makes this guy so special? Dr. Neil's just his nickname, right? Well, no, I have my doctorate degree in public health with an emphasis in chronic disease prevention and nutrition. I also have my master of public health degree with an emphasis in health education and health promotion. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and a certified exercise physiologist or personal trainer, same thing, to the American College of Sports Medicine. When I'm not doing this podcast, I'm actually chair of the Department of Nutrition and Basic Sciences at Bastyr University, California, and I also hold faculty positions at two other institutions. And so needless to say, I love talking about health and wellness-related topics. And so if there are things that I don't cover during the week when I read to you from blogs, send me a question. I'm happy to answer them for you. And if you've sent me a question and I haven't answered it for you yet, Stick around because I'll be doing another Q&A speed round really soon. And with that, let's hear today's question as we optimize your life. Hi, Dr. Neil. Thanks for the podcast. It's my favorite. I'm calling because I sweat a lot. I stay hydrated, so I'm not worried about that. But what worries me is the minerals lost from sweating. From what I understand, there's four big minerals that are really important for all the uh, electrical signaling in your body, including contracting muscles. Sodium, I don't worry about that because, like everyone else, I get too much of it and not enough. The uh, magnesium, which I take a supplement for. Calcium, I get a lot of dairy and don't worry about that. The one that confounds me is potassium. I haven't found any supplements that have any significant amount of potassium in them. They generally have like 1%. I find that, uh, and I've also heard that taking over-supplementing potassium is bad for you. I also find uh, that a lot of the foods that are rich in potassium are starchy, potatoes, uh, bananas, those type of things, and I try to avoid those for low carbs. And finally, uh, I worry about getting them because I do test low for low end of normal when I when I have my blood tested for potassium and other other ones are right up there. So considering all that, my questions are uh how important is getting adequate intake of potassium? What, what effects will I experience if I don't? Why is uh potassium supplementation something that's hard to find or dangerous? And what are some good sources of potassium that I can get in my diet that are low carb? And please don't say fish because it's gross. Thanks. Hi, caller. Thank you for your question. And thank you so much for your kind words. Now, don't worry. I won't mention fish as a good source of potassium. Instead, I'll be sure to emphasize algae. All right, I'm just messing with you. Bad joke, I know. But I can definitely relate to your issues about sweating. I sweat very easily. In fact, I'm usually halfway into my warm-up and my head looks like I just dunked it in a bucket of water. Gotta love it. Now you're correct, potassium assists the body with a number of different functions. 
Its main functions are to help maintain the right balance of fluid within our body's cells. And it also helps with the body's electrochemical conduction system. Yep, you heard right. The body has its own form of an electrical system. The fact that you're able to process what I'm saying to you right now, that you're able to move your muscles, in fact, the very fact that your heart is beating this very moment has to do with the body's electrical conduction system. And potassium is important for this system to function properly. It's also important for maintaining kidney health and keeping your blood pressure within a normal range. But here's what's really interesting. When we sweat, there's very little potassium in that sweat. It's as if the body knows it needs to preserve potassium, and so it's adapted accordingly. The kidneys are very important for maintaining the right balance of potassium within the body. In fact, we are more likely to excrete potassium via our urine than through our sweat. So this begs the question, if we don't lose much potassium through our sweat, do you really need to worry about your potassium levels? Well, caller, you mentioned that your blood tests came back showing that your potassium levels hover around low normal. One issue with using this as the only measure of potassium status is that potassium is usually sitting within our body's cells and not in the bloodstream. So when you go in for a blood test, the results are only going to tell you how much potassium is floating around the bloodstream. But again, this isn't always helpful because we really need to know how much potassium is in your cells and tissues, not necessarily in the blood. But if you're concerned about having low potassium levels, you may wanna ask your doctor about other tests that may be more accurate to help determine your potassium status. But for now, let's assume that you do in fact need to increase your potassium intake. Consuming 4,700 milligrams of potassium each day should do the trick. Now, before I discuss foods that are high in potassium, but low in carbohydrates, I should mention that potassium is kind of amazing in that it can help offset the damage from consuming too much sodium or salt in your diet. So if you tend to eat a lot of salty foods, it may help to consume foods rich in potassium more often. Now, if someone has a pre-existing health condition like kidney disease or a history of heart attack or stroke, you have to be careful here. Too much potassium can be a problem for these folks because it can interfere with some of their prescribed medications. But again, for those with no pre-existing health conditions, eating lots of potassium-rich foods will likely not cause any problems. Again, the kidneys help regulate potassium levels in the body and will just excrete any excess. But what about potassium supplements? Well, you won't see many of these because according to the Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, Supplements that contain more than 99 milligrams of potassium chloride, which is the form it's usually found in, are not safe. Researchers have found that taking supplements with more than 99 milligrams of potassium chloride has been associated with damage to the small intestine. But again, you won't see a warning label on any of these dietary supplements, even if they do contain more than 99 milligrams of potassium. The FDA has yet to require this. So, the best way to increase your potassium status is to consume potassium-rich foods. And as requested, some lower-carbohydrate options include leafy green vegetables like spinach and broccoli, tomatoes, milk, yogurt, poultry like chicken and turkey, nuts, and seeds. The added benefit, of course, is that most of these foods are high in other nutrients too. And when it comes to supplements, unless your doctor wants you to begin using a potassium supplement, I would completely stay away from these.
Thank you again for the question, caller. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you want to be in the raffle, send me a question. Just come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. You can record right from your computer's microphone. It's really easy and you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61 I love OHD. Both methods are in this episode's description, which you can find at oldpodcast.com. I hope you enjoyed this week of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for listening every day and all the way through. Thank you for being a subscriber. Thank you for sharing this show with someone. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday, as always, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.